Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, are you ready to add a sprinkle of joy to your day? Then you need to check out Add to Cart. Hi, I'm Sujan Pak. And I'm Kulap Vilaisak. We're your hosts, and on this show, we talk about the things we buy, the things we buy into, and what it says about who we are. That's right. Each week, we're going to have some honest and maybe, you know, little TMI conversations about all the fabulous, weird, wonderful things we're adding to or ditching from our carts. You know, we talk about beauty products, latest health trends, philosophies we're passionate about. Nothing is off limits on this podcast. We're diving deep into everything we and our guests buy into and exploring what it reveals about who we truly are. We're going to decide what's worth the investment, be it money or emotions. Add to Cart from Lemonada Media has new episodes out on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, a podcast about apologies. And this week, I'm really going to test out just how long I can keep driving after that low fuel warning light goes off because I refuse (laughs) to fill up again until these gas prices go down. (laughs) And I'm Mohanad Al-Sheikhi, and this week I just plan to continue living, you know, so we'll see how that goes. And I'm Oja Lopez, and I learned to weave in the last 48 hours in a little personal loom that somebody gave me. So that's pretty cool. I'm making patches for my pants that I ripped the other day. Oh, so not weaving hair. You can't help me in that. No, I cannot do that. That part seems highly complex. I would be terrible at that. (laughs) Terrible. Disclaimer, everyone, before we get into this episode, we are going to be talking about Yellow Jackets. It's a show on Showtime. Very, very good. Um, If you haven't watched, I would say probably stop listening now because there are going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. The season finale happened and we are going to be talking all about it. And, you know, who owes who an apology? Um, Full disclosure, I will say that I happened to be a Showtime partner. Um, I got to promote this show during the season, which was really awesome because I already loved the show when they came to me. So I just want to let that be known. We're not talking about this show because of that. We're talking about the show just because we love this freaking show. We are obsessed. That's true. So we're going to, I mean, we all took a quiz, right? We all took um, a BuzzFeed quiz to see, you know, which Yellow Jackets character we would be. And I don't think I was as surprised by my results. I turned out to be Nat, who's Juliet Lewis. And it says, you're undeniably cool. Don't take life too seriously. 
you take risks others are too afraid to take. And I will say, I'm not saying I'm undeniably cool that they said that but what i will say is i don't take life too seriously because i am a sagittarius and i definitely take risks mostly because it's just i i live my life on the edge i live a compromised yeah. life sometimes do you feel because this is my interpretation of this, do you feel unhinged and at any moment could you snap oh unhinged is like i think where i live like uh 90 of the time Your it feels these zone. days yeah, it's I'm comfortable there. Okay, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a that's a good character to get. I got Lottie, and all it said for me is, "You are not mentally well. Seek help." And I'm just like, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They were like, "You're gonna start a cult, and you're gonna like pray to <laughs> gods that no one is aware of." Uh, but I'm a Pisces, so I guess that tracks. Lots of things falling into into place. Um, you know, that's so funny because I got Lottie Matthews too, and. Basically, it's just what it said to me was, you are the tip of all icebergs. So there's much deeper. <laughs> there's much behind what you do, right? You're crazy on the outside, but on the inside, you have a wealth of knowledge, beauty, and just all good things to bring to other people. That's basically what it said to me. I'm surprised you both got Lottie's, but I also, I mean, Lottie has so many personalities. I guess it also kind of makes sense that you know, different people with different personalities could get her. Right, 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 right. I also am a little bit psychic, I feel. Oh, yeah? Did anything happen? Like, anything recent that you remember? Well, I was like, I think my period's going to be here tomorrow. And then guess what? So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it would be fun if you're like, you can only predict periods. And that's it. Like, even <laughs> like for own. other people. <laughs> oh, for other people too? Okay, okay I would yeah, love that. Yeah, just look them in the eye and be like, yeah, you better get ready. <laughs> It's coming. You better exactly. get ready. Or just like stand in front of someone and be like, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. Oh, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> now, I mean, okay. I will say like, I, without aging myself, like the thing I love the most about this episode is obviously when they, you know, we're always flashing back to 1996. So, yeah. yes. you know, we have this, you know, group of girls, they're all on a championship winning soccer team where they're headed to the championships. You know, they get on this plane, it's a private plane, and the plane ends up crash landing in the wilderness. Yeah, And so when we flash forward to current timeline, you know, the four main characters, obviously, we know that they've survived. But when we flash back to 96, there's a bunch of people who, you know, did survive. Some people didn't survive, but a bunch of people did survive. We don't know who made it other than those four main characters into the current timeline. You know, who didn't, you know, who well, passed away or who yeah. just sort of went into the shadows. Uh, but we learned that, obviously, by this finale, by the season finale. Yeah, we've, yeah. We're well aware of all the people who have died and uh, and sort of like what is happening um, in this. It, it's turning into Lord of the Flies. There's been no cannibalism yeah. yet, which I, I did hope to see, I will say, by the finale. I was hoping to see some cannibalism. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard those words said out loud in that exact order. <laughs> And so sweetly too. <laughs> I am. I am really starting to think. I don't know. I mean, this is gonna like get into like f season two guessing, but mm -hmm. I think it would be such a twist if we learned that there literally has not been cannibalism at all. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mohanad. Okay, you. When we talked about this, we texted about this as soon as we watched the finale, and I think your words were 
this episode changed my life. And I guess I really have been like intrigued by like, what do you mean by it changed your life? Well, it's, I, I guess not change. It changed me. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't know. Like, you know, you watch something and then immediately you just feel like something has broken inside of you. I, I, <laughs> literally, that's how I felt. Oh, uh, no. Because like sometimes like I, like at the end when Jackie dies, I feel like we built the whole season toward like, is she going to be the queen at the end? Is yes. she back? Is she the one killing people? Well, that was my theory. I definitely thought she was antler queen. So yeah, exactly. if she died, I was like out the window. Or is she the one who's going to get uh, like get hunted? And then it was neither. And also, I'm sorry, like the way she died, I'm just like, this is the most teenager dumb way to die. <laughs> I'm going to run away and pitch a tent in my backyard and then pass away frozen from the cold. <laughs> but to me, like it was the dumbest, most teenage way, but it was also the most telling part to me of their switch in psyche, because here they are, they all get in this stupid fight, you know, like inside and, you know, Jackie's like, I'm leaving, you know? And so she leaves and goes and sleeps outside. Now, she wakes up the next morning and she's covered in snow. I mean, but the night before, it was still freezing. Like, even before the snow, it's yeah. been freezing every night. And just the fact that none of them, and her best friend Shauna, none of them, though, were like, before I lay my head to go to sleep, let me just tell her to come back inside. Because it's obviously going to, like, drop below freezing. And this is a dumb fight. And nobody needs to get hypothermia over it. The fact that yeah. they all just, like, went to bed after they ate their bear meat and laid down... To me, it was signifying if, like, they have crossed over into, like, a little bit of psychopathic, sociopathic behavior already. I feel like the finale was definitely, like, kind of, it did all the things that mystery shows do. Like, it ties up a few things, and then it also leaves us with, like, a ton of other questions on the other side, like, in preparation for the excitement of another season, I guess maybe I'd like to talk about maybe where everybody is kind of like, because all the stuff that's happening is basically with like uh, Shauna and Jeff. And by the way, I love that brunch scene where Jeff and Shauna go and meet with Jackie's parents. Do you guys remember yeah. that from oh, a couple yeah. episodes back? That is such a good scene, by the way. So Thaisa is basically, you know, kind of broken up or in a separation period with her wife, which, yeah. by the way, again, apology owed to her own son for, I guess, at this point, gaslighting him. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if the person you trusted most was, was like waking up in the middle of the night and like had dirt on their face and was just staring into your window? You'd have to leave. But he can't because he's a child. But I mean, at least Ty was aware enough when she realized she was sleepwalking again to get her family out of harm's way. Because as we know, when she sleepwalks, I mean, that's, you know, how Van, you know, her girlfriend at the time ends up getting attacked by a wolf. Yeah. She's off sleepwalking and, you know, yeah. bad things happen when she sleepwalks. So she gets rid of her family just to save them. So even though she's depressed and like, you know, her kids all fucked up in the head about it, uh, at least they'll survive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. maybe it won't be so bad. So you, your impressions of Thaisa thus far for this season, what do you think? At first, yeah, I was like, okay, she, she, she's aware of what she's doing when she sleepwalk. Uh, so she got her family out. It's a good thing. But then we get to the final scene where we realize that she killed the fucking dog and sacrificed it just to get a Senate seat. 
Yeah. Which, to be fair, to be fair, I was like, this is the most congressperson move ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I imagine people in Congress would, would do that. The only ones capable. Because like, yeah. the way she smiled at the end. It was too much, but I felt so bad for her wife. Like I cannot imagine walking into this shit. Oh I my was god! So yeah. scared for her. There's a small dungeon in our own home with a dog head in it. But Sexy. also, would you climb into that hole? Okay, I don't even care. Like, no, I would, I'm like not <laughs> climbing into holes. No. So we would never discover the dead dog because I'm like, oh, this is creepy. Let me get the fuck out of here. Let me get my suitcase. And I, get would out of here. Never, I would never. I would do that because, like, what if it closes behind me or something and I fuck? Uh-uh. No, I never understand why people do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Agreed. call someone and have them go there, like a professional <laughs> or something. <laughs> I am not walking into this shit. Yeah, if you see blood leading into a pathway underneath your house, dial 911. I'm just saying. It's dark. It's creepy. Mm-mm. No. And turn the lights on also. When I discover the blood, the lights will the lights will come on when I go into the basement, period. Exactly. <laughs> be yeah. I'll be walking around with my little iPhone light, too, just <laughs> shining on everything. Shine on that. Shine on this. Shine on that. Uh-uh. So I guess my question is like, what apologies do we think Ty owes, which I think are plenty and lengthy, but um, definitely to her son for gaslighting him. Yep. She owes an apology to us for gaslighting us because they didn't tell us what was going on until that exact moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like we found out with her, you know? Her wife too, obviously. And apparently the <laughs> yes. people who voted for her. The constituency at large. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. And then in the ju- well, in the jungle, I'll call it jungle, but in the forest, she should definitely apologize to her ex. I mean, what was her kind of like, you know, like a bat out of hell trying to get out of there? Like, did you guys agree with her leaving? Like, would you have left with her or would you have stayed? I'll say this. I think all of them at some point when before they got so cold should have left together because what the fuck are you doing just sitting there? And doing nothing. Just walk all together. Because they're going to be devastated when they learn that the highway is 20 minutes away. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere? And suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are 
today. New episodes of Podcrush are out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on to Misty, who is, I mean, Christina Ricci plays so many amazing roles. And I think this is like right in her wheelhouse. It's so fun to watch her do yet another like strange creature kind of role. But who do you think Misty needs to apologize to and why? <laughs> oh my God, where does the where does the list begin? Can we start from episode, you know, one when she destroyed the um recorder, the the, oh, the plane recorder so that God. they could never be fa- I mean, she's the reason they are yeah. in the wilderness for as long as they are because Absolutely. she was so happy that she finally had people that r- depended on her with her first aid skills and all of that. Yeah. That she would rather be stuck out in the wilderness, never to be found. Well, because her cooch is lit up for that gay coach, you know. <laughs> okay, we get it, Misty. Everybody in high school loved a gay man and thought it was true love. We get it. But definitely Misty has got a lot apologizing to do. I, I'd say that her, like, older character is funny, though. <laughs> Yeah. Just some of the shit. Like when they were like standing around the body and she was like, uh, she said something like a stupid pun like uh, to Sean. Like, do you want to take a stab at it or something? You're good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is sort of like a lovable psychopath or sociopath. Oh, yeah. Like there's something about her both like as an older character as a younger character that's just very lovable. I mean, she has a woman chained in her basement and we yeah. still are sort of like rooting for her. Also, that woman, I'm just like, sorry, you're you're kind of stupid, too. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you go to the cops? What the fuck are you doing? And also, like, you took the cigarettes back from the trash. Like, what about Misty did you think is trustworthy? You know what I thought when she left at first? I didn't know that she put something in the, in the cigarettes. I thought she cut her brakes. Oh. And that she was going to yeah. crash or something. Uh, I didn't know that she was gonna go this like elaborate thing where like she would like throw them in the trash and then give them back to her. You're better than me because I actually I thought the woman had talked her way out of the basement yeah. and that Misty had gotten Misty herself. And I was like, oh, Misty, you're falling off. But clearly, not only is she not falling off, she's thought 14 steps ahead of like, yes. she's going to want these cigarettes. I'm going to inject these cigarettes. And I don't want her to think I injected them. So I'm going to throw them away to make it seem like I did it for her best interest. So she begs for me to have them back. Yeah, because Missy is not interested in a book deal or expose or whatever. She just enjoys what she's doing now. She's just like a fucking psychopath that she wants to be liked and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's why I loved that scene. So like, okay, you know, Nat, as we've learned, has a substance abuse problem. She's in and out of rehab. Ty has paid for these rehabs, you know, because obviously she feels guilty about something. We don't really know why she's paid for these rehabs. But, you know, one scene, Nat relapses and Misty busts into the hotel room and like snorts up all the cocaine just so Nat won't do it. So we really think that Misty is really concerned about Nat's well-being. Well, then fast forward to, you know, now they have to hide the body and 
all we see Nat and uh, Misty talking about is, okay, I'll do this as long as you do what we agreed to. My mind immediately goes to, oh, Misty must have made a deal that Nat will go back to rehab if she does this because she cared about her. No, Misty just wanted to make sure Nat showed up for the reunion because she wanted to have her foursome and be the cool foursome when they did the slow walk into the reunion as the cool girls who were lost in the wilderness. Misty is so just like, she is, she doesn't care about the book deal. She literally cares about this friendship with these girls and being cool with these girls, which is like, whoa. She just wants to feel needed. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's why she works with the elder people as well. She just thrives on like being needed and having someone will depend on her. And that's yeah. and that's it. But she does have some pretty like incredible survival skills. She definitely feels like a good candidate for like Babysitter's Club. You know, when she was like a kid with the curly hair, like it just feels like somebody who would know how to take care of a child and manipulate the parents into doing heinous things. But obviously the child would be very well taken care of. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed Misty. I mean, I definitely think she needs to apologize to Coach because it's like, that's definitely, you know, a cosmet and that's rude. But she also saved his life. So it's almost like yeah. this duality with her. Okay, this is going to be controversial, but does everybody kind of need to get on the Misty bandwagon? Like, do they just all need to kind of like appreciate her and just say thank you? Because it seems like... She's kind of keeping them all alive and has done some pretty crazy shit to keep the whole thing going, you know? I mean, she is, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I I mean, they need to be nicer to her. Like, even if not for keeping them alive, you know she's a fucking psycho. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, okay, yes, she accidentally drugged them all with shrooms, but you had a good time, did you not? I mean, until you tried to kill, you know? (laughs) Travis, until you tried to kill Travis. <laughs> yes. But up until that point, you were having a really great night. Yeah. Absolutely. And that uh, brings me to the point where I think everyone needs to apologize to Travis. Yeah. And they also, honestly, I mean, I know Jackie is dead now, even though I'm going to live in the illusion that she's going to live somehow and the fucking Lottie gods are going to save her and she's going to pull a Jon Snow and come back. But... I think they also owe Jackie an apology because she was right. You guys were acting fucking insane. <laughs> yes. Like, why are you upset at her for pointing that out? Like, you were you were acting insane. You almost killed Travis. You tried to stab him to death. Also, you tried to have, like, a fucking orgy with him or whatever. At the same time, kind of, too. Yeah. And, it all seemed to be connected. And he did not seem to enjoy it or, like, consent to it by <laughs> any means. He just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> they also all need to apologize to Van for, like, literally almost left her to burn in the fucking plane at the first time. Truly. And then the second time they thought she was dead. I'm like, okay, we're just going to throw her in the fire. I'm like, why do you want to burn this this girl so bad? (laughs) Check her pulse. Just like let her live. Exactly. Oh, my God. I, I don't know. I feel like everyone is owed an apology and everyone also needs to apologize for for a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, Javi, bless his soul, does not need to apologize to anyone. He's just a... Just a dude in the background. Well, we still don't even know where he is. I mean, Shauna has scared him off, telling him to run. And he's clearly run. Maybe he's 
run to civilization? Like, where I has he so. run to? He just kept running? I really hope so. And the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, we never know who survived what. I mean, we know Lottie is alive and she has, like, her small cult going on still. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who else made it because they were not there in the re- reunion. One person who was in the reunion is the is the woman who did not make it on the plane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason decided that she's also traumatized. Yeah. She was so traumatized that she now has a Jersey accent. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, and then I guess moving to the next one. So we've done Misty, we've done Ty. So Natalie. So who does Natalie need to apologize to or who needs to apologize to Natalie? I mean, I really feel like at this point, you know, part of me wants to say Travis, but then part of me kind of doesn't because like, did he really do anything wrong by, you know, sleeping with someone just to get it out of the way? Yeah. Maybe her dad, her dad was kind of a piece of piece of shit. The one that like, uh, do you remember the scene where they were like having a fight and he hit her mom and then he ended up yeah. like shooting himself with the gun? Yeah. Which I guess if if we can request apologies from dead people, we'd be here all damn day. Lots of dead people were mean. But him in particular maybe owes Natalie an apology. Yeah. I don't think Natalie owes anyone an apology. That's my hot take. Even Kevin, who she manipulated really? to figure out who killed Travis. Yeah. I mean, what she di- what did she do? She uh, slept with him and then lost a bullet. This is how you defund the police, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, she okay, she did steal his gun, his, yeah. like, his state. So that one would be like, maybe he would lose his career. So, you know, yeah. if something had happened. So that would have been, okay, apologize for that. Yeah. Natalie, keep doing it one by one until you end the whole force. <laughs> <laughs> so you're advocating we should have sex with cops, is what you're saying. No, I mean, Natalie, yes, but... Well, I okay. mean, she's going to take that burn for it. So, I mean, good for her. It got her nowhere, but, you know, still. Also, was it was he like a pot dealer turned cop? Is that the, because that tracks too. I don't know. I mean, Kevin, I'm not yeah. really interested in your arc. You can disappear now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I also think someone who doesn't owe anyone an apology is sweet Laura Lee, you know? Aww. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you want to say that she owes Lottie an apology for not listening to Lottie's vision when she saw the explosion behind her head. I mean, but that would be like, she wouldn't know. She wouldn't know. Yeah. I I also think it's so funny because like she, Laura Lee kind of got Lottie a bit into God. And then Lottie immediately was just like, okay, now I am an extremist. I'm just gonna take that faith and really just She's run radicalized with it. by Laura I'm Lee. Just, exactly. I'm just gonna go insane and start my own cult. I like this whole religion thing you introduced me to. I'm gonna start my own. That's when you mix religion with insanity. Is like a, all you need is to introduce a crazy person to God, and then it really takes off from there. It truly is. Yeah. I, it. It. Like literally, that's how it worked for her. And I. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for the fucking bear as well. I'm just like the bear. Oh, the bear. Who, but the bear laid down his life, honey. That was no fight. He was like, "I'm ready for y'all, cute girls, to eat me up." That's basically what the bear did, I feel. But I would have been like, you know, also like that bear was sick. I would have been on team. Was that bear sick? Or am I supposed to believe that Lottie just has such power over like the wilderness and nature that she was able to have the bear bend to its her will? Yeah. Where was the toxic bravado bear? Like, where did it go? Your usual (laughs) hype. 
this was a very subdued bear. So I think I also would have been on bear is sick but this is tv land so anything could happen yeah i mean i was still even if i thought the bear was sick i guess if i was starving i'd be like well just cook it extra hard (laughs) like well well done all the sickness out of it (laughs) what do you think bear tastes like i it feels like it would be tough i mean they're strong as fuck like they have a lot of muscle it doesn't seem like they have a lot of fat it probably tastes like beef, I'd say. I don't know. I think I think the worst thing about all of it is just like you guys been eating all of this meat with like no seasoning and shit. Okay, that's what I want to know though. Was there any seasoning in the pantry in the cabin they found? Like any at all? <laughs> no, I mean, see, like no. seasoning lasts forever. If I go to my parents' house right now, there is definitely like a you know salt and pepper shaker from like 1984 still in there somewhere in the back of that cabinet. <laughs> yeah. People just don't throw away their spices. The salt is all stuck together and you got to put rice <laughs> yeah. in it to get the moisture out. To be fair, I mean, judging by how big the group is and everything, I, I'd say some of them were just like, yeah, that's how I actually consume meat all the time. So. <laughs> There's no seasoning in this house, baby. Yeah. I'm used to this. there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and then we get to Shauna, kind of our queen bee, or what I would call maybe the protagonist of this TV show, because they give her so much airtime. And that relationship between her and Jeff and the daughter is so juicy. And she's at the center of this thing with dead boyfriend guy. Yeah, there's a lot of swirling ideas on whether or not, you know, he was in on it. But Shauna is dicey right now she'd be bad yeah like she immediately owes all bunny rabbits an apology i mean the way she can just like grab them out of the yard and just like cut them up into stew Mm, poor bunny let you know that that is illegal in illinois you are not allowed to grab bunnies from because there's many many bunnies in illinois in all the yards interesting um you're not allowed to do that so she probably broke the law <laughs> she probably broke the law. And yes, she's done worse, but that is one of the counts that I would bring her down for. Yeah. She definitely owes an apology to her daughter, who, in spite of being a raging little bitch, 
is still a minor and a child and needs to be taken care of. So I'll say that. Yeah, she doesn't need to know that you're like, yeah, having an affair with this rando dude and like out at like the clubs that she's going to. She's going to, which she should not be at either, but. Yeah, and I, and I also think Jeff, uh, I don't know if he owes an apology for blackmailing them. I mean, yeah, she <laughs> she has money, that lady. Whatever, man. Uh, but also, he took it really well that he was being cheated on. He did. Well, he had to. He was blackmailing basically his <laughs> wife and her friends. But, so he, yeah, he better just accept true. the fact that she was getting a little bit of, you know, uh-uh on the side. But also, his wife brought up a bigger crime other than cheating. She was like, yeah, I cheated and also killed a man. <laughs> okay yeah you're right she buried the buried the lead like she was just she like, did she cheated, did it. also murdered someone <laughs> i think it's so funny that line where he's just like there's no book club like yeah buddy there's no book club you you figured this one yeah out. well that's yeah. the thing like this whole time we're thinking you know jeff is like cheating on her he's like this like skeezy sketchy dude and honestly right. he's just as dopey as his friend randy the two of them are just idiots he thought there was a book club and she was going to it and he also thought he could blackmail you know her friends because he couldn't keep the furniture store a- a- afloat <laughs> i don't know why that sentence is so fucking funny to me kiki because he couldn't keep the furniture store afloat <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Oh, my God. Okay, question. Do you guys think in a scenario like this, would you would you make it in the woods? Oh, okay. Okay, you guys go first. I got to think about it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I say all the time, you know, my cardio is bad. And I'm not saying we need a lot of cardio. But being that I would probably want to be one of the people that's like, let's let's try to get out of this situation. Like, just sitting here waiting to get saved isn't working out. My cardio is bad. I haven't gone hiking in a while. So I just don't know if I would make it very long. And I just, the idea of having to just like eat whatever is found. Oh, oh, it just. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like like now I'm going to say no. I'm like not going to make it. It's not, I'm, I'm going to like literally just say what you uh, said, Kiki. But the thing is, I just feel like human beings, when you like thrown at like situations like this, Something inside of you like awaken. Like I feel like years ago, if you told me that we're just gonna be stuck at home and like all of this shit, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna fucking not make it. And then out of nowhere, we're thrown in this situation, and somehow you just adapt. It's true. You're right. You're right. It is interesting. There's another show on Amazon Prime called The Wilds, and it's yes. also about a group of girls on a team crashing into the wilderness. So if you're in uh a detox mode and you need your <laughs> and you need your intravenous tv of girls getting lost in the wilderness then maybe go head over to the wild your modern too. day version yeah of lord of <laughs> yeah. the flies yeah it's so funny too because they say like if you have an idea in hollywood 10 other people have that idea and just the fact that like there was multiple pitches of like picture it lord of the flies girls <laughs> And they're like, feels like I've heard this before. <laughs> I feel like no one has done like teen girls, and that was that was was needed because we yeah. only only think about like men and like how they would react in this scenario. But like once you switch it up, and like okay, yeah, I wonder what they what they would do. Uh, and I also think it's so funny because like watching Yellow Jackets, and then at the same time watching the new Euphoria, which is also teens in a high school it's like yellow jackets but emotionally only yeah it makes anything that happens on euphoria not that unhinged anymore 
<laughs> like, oh, yeah. you do drugs. Mm, sweet. Did you eat someone? Did you fucking eat someone? <laughs> Rue, no? Then, okay. Then you've been through nothing. You make a good point, Mohanad, because you're right. I actually am going to go with your theory on this because they haven't done this with women. We know what men are going to do and men are just going to resort to just eating you right away. And that is why I agree with you. I think we might not see cannibalism. We're going to allude to it, but women are going to be doing, maybe, you know how they say like cats are the biggest serial killers (laughs) in nature. They (laughs) don't actually kill to eat anything. They just kill to kill. Yes. What if that's, what if that's, we're just killing to kill. Maybe they're not surviving. They got bear meat. It's going to last them. Yeah. I guess it also depends really on like, maybe there is no cannibalism, but there is like killing people. Cause like, we don't know what Lottie's God is asking her to do because we know now that she did kill Travis, adult Travis. So she is, <laughs> she is into killing people. So there's the, the God demands like blood sacrifices. Yeah. So, are they going to kill other people? Because we also, like, when we see them in the pilot, there are not many people. They're like, what, like seven people, six people? So some of the other women have gotten killed or died yeah. or of some sort. Mm-hmm. I also have a theory where, you know, at the end of season one, we see Lottie, we see Van, and there's a third woman. It was Misty. So I am, I'm kind of sort of thinking that uh, maybe even Van makes it and she is also part of Lottie's cult right now because mm-hmm. like someone had to follow her into her like cult mode yeah yeah and she was definitely getting into that which Ty was like against she was just like why are you believing this and she's like you don't know what's happening so she's very much I mean she has survived death escaped death twice so you know what maybe you get a little religious after that yeah there's no way Van is gonna die like she had her cho- her uh, opportunities to die and she d- she did make it so I think she does survive and she's part of this new Lottie cult that exists in in the present time. in the modern time yeah I definitely think there's some people we haven't seen that have survived for sure for sure yeah. for sure because they talk about them too because they talk about like have you seen any of the others no I have not so we know some other people have survived Honestly, what I'm really interested in now is knowing who's going to play adult them. Like, who's going to be adult Lottie? Who's going to be... Uh, yeah. Who's going to be adult Laura Lee? Because she survived. And I <laughs> refuse to believe that woman is dead. That she was blown out of the sky in that rickety plane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that explosion cannot kill anyone. Yeah. Something else I love about the show is that it's just like, it is so gay. The entire show, top to bottom, to me, feels like a queer show. I mean, the theme song is so gay. Like, it just reminds me of, like, Ani DeFranco, like, you know, like, 90s gay girl rock stuff. They've got seances. They've got actual, like, girl-on-girl kisses. I mean, this is gay culture, and I feel like this is, like, lesbians are coming up right now. Like, Oh, for sure. Queer women are, like, on the forefront of culture right now, and I'm just fully loving seeing it, you know? Um, yeah. We're everywhere right now. Actually, looking at your face, uh, oh, ha- uh-huh. I actually think you would be a good Lottie. Wow. You have a lot of her features. So Thank you. Yeah. Maybe get an agent, audition. Season two hasn't started filming yet. I just read a Rolling Stone Ooh. interview with Melanie Linsky. They haven't started filming yet, so you got time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I will call my agent and I'm going to be like, excuse me, um, who's going to be grown Lottie? And Yeah. <laughs> 
It is so fucked up that I'm at an age right now where I can never be like, oh, I wonder who's going to play adult me. <laughs> kind of break my heart it's about so that. sad it's yeah so it would sad, just be who, well do you wear prosthetics for the senior citizen <laughs> <laughs> no it would be like uh you know like they basically put chris evans in elderly makeup but he's still captain yeah. america 35 yeah. years in the oh, future yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. they would do to you exactly. they would plaster your face with insanity that is true yeah so okay so of this whole season who owes the most apologies? I'd say Lottie. That's that's the one Lottie. I'm gonna go for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say Shauna because honestly, Shauna is getting people caught up in murders. Shauna is out here, you know, just like doing her own thing. And she's betraying her current people. She's not betraying yeah. in the past. She is currently in a cahoots with Jeff. So that's uh that's pretty bad. She's slipping. She's slipping. She doesn't know where her yeah. journals went. She, you know, she's she's yeah. slipping a little bit. I would say I think I have to choose Misty because I love Misty so much. But her getting rid of that beacon is the like the core basis of the entire like all of all the pain that has been caused all over, you know, wanting people to love her. And she's just sort of obsessed with that. And I can't fucking believe she did that. I think out of all the things that have happened, that is the most egregious one. Because they could have gotten saved, but then we wouldn't have our favorite TV show right now. You know? Exactly. What a runaway hit, too. I'm so glad that everybody loves Yellow Jackets because it is such a fun show. Yeah, I'm always going to root for shows where it's like strong female leads. Like, that's it. (laughs) That's the only (laughs) thing I'm going to watch. I know. It's like this or Ray Donovan. I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to watch Ray Donovan. (laughs) Okay, team, so uh, time for my favorite segment, which is Sorry Not Sorry, uh, where we either get to apologize to someone for fucking up or we demand an apology. And like every week, we're going to start with Oha. What's happening? Well, I guess I want to start off just by saying that I demand an apology from weather just in general. Okay. I am currently in a place that uh, was supposed to be extremely sunny, but probably about 70% of the time that I've been here has been raining. Boom. I don't like that. I want weather to be for me and for me exclusively. And sometimes, not all the time, but my worst parts of me are sometimes grateful for global warming in Chicago. Um, and I'm like, you know, what's going to be fine in the Midwest. We're going to be fine here. And the truth is it will affect me and also many people. But the worst parts of me are occasionally happy about uh, global warming. But yeah, I would like an apology from the weather and for raining so much while I was in paradise here. Um, and also for being very sunny the day that I leave. It's like a joke. Oh, oh that's always the way. Yeah. That's always the way. It's a joke. You got to do some reverse psychology, you know, like I, I, I go anywhere and I'm like, the weather better be so bad or I'm going to be upset. Yeah. And it usually works, you know, so uh, yeah. I guess next time. Uh, yeah. I know you said you're thankful for global warming. I literally said that I posted that on my story like two days ago. Did you? Maybe that's where I got it. Well, I said, I said, it's so cold. That I'm kind of rooting for global warming. And I had more than one person send me like climate change research on my story because, you know, people are stupid and they're like, you know, this is killing the polar bears. And I'm just like, okay, well, first of all, polar bears aren't real. So (laughs) let's stop lying. Let's stop the lies here. So Kiki, what's happening with you? 
Well, you know, all this Yellow Jackets talk today, it really um, unlocked a memory. Um, And so I want to demand an apology from the girls in my brownie troop who ruined my experience, made me quit so that I never went on to become a Girl Scout. Um, You know, brownies is like the it's like the when you're really young before Girl Scouts, it's like the troop you join, you know, you're too young to do like overnight camping trips and stuff like that. So you do like trips to like the parks and the woods and stuff. And there was this one particular, you know, trip to the woods that uh, I took. And I remember there were two popular girls um, in the troop and they like had asked me to like go walk with them, which, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I've been anointed. The popular girls want to hang with me. We're going to go like walk to the river. I don't really know where we were Uh walking. So we're walking along this path and I don't even know like how the conversation got to this point, but at some point they started calling me a burnt brownie. It was two white girls. And so I'm the black girl. So they started calling me a burnt brownie. So of course I immediately like go into tears, run away I think one of the girls, I think one of her, her moms was like one of the troop leaders. And so like I ran to her and I think she had her apologize. But even as a kid, I remember the feeling of her not being sincere in her apology. Like yeah. she was being forced to tell me I'm sorry, but like didn't feel it. And I think I knew that. So after that, I just I think I told my mom I didn't want to go back to brownies. And so I quit. So Uh, The only reason I even would know how to possibly start a fire in the woods would be because of the show Survivor, because I definitely (laughs) did not learn uh, because I quit. Never got to be a Girl Scout. I want a time machine so I can go terrorize those two little fucking girls (laughs) and I'm going to grab them by their cheeks really hard and be like, you little pieces of shit. And then I'm going to rub their face on something because that's what you do when you want to teach somebody a lesson. Well, this is why also, like, there was something so kind of, like, triggering about the Yellow Jackets episode. It's like, this is why I have no interest in ever going to a, a reunion. I don't know if I ever <laughs> yeah. want to see yeah. anyone from my past. Absolutely. No, fuck that. Well, Mahana, do you have something less traumatizing I that do. you want to apologize or be apologized it's, for? <laughs> it's not traumatizing by any means. Have you guys been playing that game, Wardle? No. No. Never even heard of it. So Wordle is basically it's a it's a it's a word guessing game. Okay. And everyone is like so into it right now. Everyone like posting it because at twelve a.m. there's a new one, and you can only you get one a day, and that's it. <gasps> oh. Okay. And okay. Uh, everyone is into it, and apparently the guy who created the game is a person who literally created it for his wife because she loves like word guessing games, and then yeah, it caught on. But the thing is, it's the thing I do every time when I wake up, and it kind of dictates where my day is going now. Really? Like, based on whether you can guess or not? So far, I have guessed all of them, but it's also very stressful because you're like, okay, I am on my sixth try right now, and I have not guessed it yet. And (laughs) is this going to be the worst day of my life when my streak (laughs) is over? (laughs) And the thing is, is just like, I do not like the fact that my mental health is just like based on this game right now. Anyway, all I'm saying is, man, stop, stop playing with me. Like, I I need this. Like, literally, this is the only thing I have left. Uh, Yesterday's guess was extremely hard. And I'm just like, did you have a fight with your wife or something? Because I feel like the the guesses (laughs) get harder depending on your relationship with your wife. And I need this to stop. 
Okay, well, I'm already obsessed. I would highly recommend it. It's so fun okay. and it's very addictive. Not that I need another thing to like distract me for six hours on my phone. I mean, I literally go into the bathroom in the morning and nobody sees me for two hours because I'm just in there just reading stuff. Yeah. Like my legs are numb <laughs> because I just don't move. I literally have that every morning where my my right leg always go numb and I'm just like, I need I need to stop doing this to myself. And you're going around just slapping it like some oh kind of... Oh my god, yes. 100%. Tap dancing maestro. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm feminist Erin Gibson. And I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And we're the co-hosts of the Attitudes Podcast. Where we talk about LGBT plus issues, gender issues, and pop culture. Probably with much less respect than they deserve. Look, it's a wild world, and we want to help you laugh at it. Plus, we discuss everything going on in our lives. Like, what do you do when your husband accidentally starts a fire in a dumpster? And the best armpit slapping techniques to get rid of the bags under your eyes. Thanks for the advice, Mom. And of course, how to spin a wig around to achieve a brand new look. Ah, stunning. So if you're a fan of high heel shoe chairs or have a crippling fear of hot air balloons, but also believe in social justice, then this show's for you. Listen to Attitudes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Lauren Lapkus. I'm Scott Ackerman, and together we make up the show Freedom! Freedom is a show where the three of us who are comedians and also friends, we all just hang out, we tell stories about each other, and about ourselves, usually. We're constantly telling stories about each other. You gotta hear what Paul did. (laughs) And we play games, and we laugh a lot. It's just that simple. It's a really easy podcast. This is a pretty good representation of the show. It's actually exactly what it is, plus singing. So listen to it now. The new season's out. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Just go outside and scream freedom. Just like we do. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom.